الرحمن الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد We are discussing verse number 51 of Surah A'raf أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم الذين اتخذوا دينهم لهوا ولعبا وغرتهم الحياة الدنيا فاليوم ننساهم كما نسوا لقاء يومهم هذا وما كانوا بآياتنا يجحدون Those who took their religion for diversion and play and whom the life of the world had deceived so today we will forget them as they forgot the encounter of this day of theirs, and as they used to impugn our signs. This uh, verse is a description of kafirin. If you remember, in the previous verse, when Ashabun Nar called upon Ashabul Jannah, the people of the hell called upon people of paradise that pour on us some water or something of what Allah has provided you, provided you they say Allah has indeed forbidden these two, these two, to the faithless. That's to kafirun. Inna Allah haramahuma alal kafirin. And then the following verse gives a description of kafirin. Now, three uh, qualities are mentioned here for kafirin. And then what we have to do, we have to find out uh, exactly what the meaning of kufr is and different meanings of kufr, and then to what categories this type of punishment that Allah would forbid whatever is in paradise for kafirun, to what qualities of kufr these are related. Now, three qualities are mentioned here for kafirun. First of all, those who took their religion for diversion and play and the life of the world deceived them. This is one quality of them. They took their religion for diversion and play and were deceived by the life of this world. Secondly, they forgot that they are going to meet their Lord. They forgot that there is a judgment. Well, we'll discuss what's the meaning of uh, forgetting. And the third thing is They were denying. Jahd is a sort of denial with knowledge. When you know something and you deny, this is jahd. So three qualities. They were in denial. Although they had knowledge, they were in denial. They absolutely took aside, put aside the thought of a judgment and, of course, they took their, their deen as lahwan wa la'iba, diversion and play. In a, in a hadith uh, from the Tafsir al-Qummi, Ali ibn Ibrahim, he reports a very uh, thought-provoking hadith from Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq, about the different meanings of kufr. Literally, kufr means to cover. Literally, kuf means to cover. And that's why a farmer is called a kafir. And this is used in the Quran as well. In Surah Hadid, وَأَعْلَمُوا أَنَّمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا لَعِبٌ وَلَحْوٌ 
وزينة وتفاخر بينكم وتكاثر في الأموال والأولاد كمثل غيث أعجب الكفار نباته like a rain which comes and sprouts come out and the kuffar would become amazed the kuffar here means the farmers and all exegetes uh, whether Sunni or Shi, they have taken this kuffar here as farmers. So here, the literal meaning of kuf is used. Then that is metaphorically used for anything which would cover anything else. And this is probably the best term for rejection of Allah because you cover something which is haq. So kafir, in the religious sense, in the religious sense, kafir is someone who covers something which is quite apparent, something which is haq. So, the literal meaning of kafir is to cover. All other different meanings, all other metaphorical meanings or figurative meanings, conceptual meanings which are used for kafir are related to this meaning of covering something, concealing something. Now, Imam Sadiq says that Kufr are used, is used in five different meanings in the Qur'an. It may have many other aspects of meaning, but in the Qur'an it is used in five different meanings. First is Kufr against Iman, Kufr against faith, that is faithlessness. And uh, this is what the Imam salam calls juhud, denial. So one meaning of kuf is denial, and then he says that this denial has two meanings. So kuf in the sense of denial or juhud has two different meanings in the Quran. First is juhud denying the existence of God altogether. Denying the existence of God altogether is kufrul juhud. And uh, Imam Ali Salam mentions a couple of verses in the Quran, that for example, they say, إِنْ هِيَ إِلَّا حَيَاتُنَا الدُّنْيَا نَمُوتُ وَنَحْيَا وَمَا يُهْلِكُنَا إِلَّا الدَّهْ There is nothing but the nature. This is what, of course, in the past, many people believed in. They, they were called dahriya. that's naturalists, those who believed that there's only nature, there's nothing else. So the, the idea was there from very, very old ages. Even at the time of Nuh salam, you hear that the people telling him that what you are telling are the stories of the past. This is not something that we can believe in now. Now we have advanced, we have big civilizations and things like this. So these Dahriya are one type of people who have kufr in the sense of denial of the existence of God. Completely denying. And then the Imam says, of course, uh, it, the Quran answers to these people that whatever you say is based on conjecture. This is just a conjecture. You don't know. You don't know the reality. You just say because we don't see there is no God. So you talk not based on knowledge. You talk by, based on your conjectures. This is one type of kufr. The second type of kufr Kufr al-Jahud, Kufr as against Iman. Imam alayhi salam says that Wajhul akhar min al-Jahudu ala ma'rifatin. They do not deny the existence of God. They accept the existence of God, but they deny to worship Him. They deny to defer to Him. 
This is kufrul jahud. As for example about Fir'aun, as the Quran mentions, and his people, wajahadu biha. They saw the signs of God. In their heart, they knew that it's true. However, jahadu biha, they denied it with knowledge. Wastayqanatha anfusuhum zulman wa'uluwa. They had certainty in their hearts. This is about Pharaoh, of course, and his people. They had certainty in their hearts, but they denied it. Zulman wa'uluwa, because they wanted to do wrong and they wanted to do arrogance, to have arrogance. So, these are the two different meanings of kufr against iman, in the sense which is used against iman. Then Imam alayhi salam says that there's another meaning of kuf, which is kuf against shukr, ungratefulness. This is also a type of covering. This is also a kind of concealment. You know the ni'mah of Allah, you conceal it. You do not pay thanks for it. You regard, you, you treat it as it does not exist, as, as not, not, not existing, as God has not given it to you, as you have owned it yourself, as you have obtained it yourself, without any regard for the connection of this ni'mah to God. And this is what, of course, in Surah Dahr we have, إِنَّا هَدَيْنَاهُ السَّبِيلِ إِمَّا شَاكِرًا وَإِمَّا We have guided man to the right path. He may be shakir, he may be kafur, he may be grateful, may be ungrateful. Absolutely, of course, Allah has left it to, to our own choice. Uh, and several verses Imam alayhi salam mentions to show the meaning of kufr as against shukr. لَإِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ وَلَإِنْ كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّ عَذَابِ لَشَدِيدٌ You see, again, shukr and kufr are used against each other. If you are grateful, we will increase what we have given you. If you are ungrateful, then, of course, there's a punishment for that ungratefulness. So this is the third meaning of kufr. The fourth meaning of kufr is kufr in the sense of disobedience. If you disobey God, you have become kafir. Why? Because you have concealed haqqul ibadah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has created you has a right upon you that you have to obey him. And this right is not just because, because he has created you, you want to be grateful, you want to obey, you have to obey him. No, because if you do not obey him, then you divert from the right path. You harm yourself if you do not obey. So this is another meaning of kufr. Like for example, in Surah Al-Imran, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِ مَنِ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا It is obligatory on every person who has the means to, uh, to visit uh, Baytullah, to perform hajj, if they can. وَمَنْ كَفَرَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَنِيٌّ كَرِيمٌ Whoever is a kafir, that means whoever disobeys. And of course, uh, about the Jews, this is used very frequently in the Quran, that we gave them, we commanded them things, they didn't obey, and they became kafir. You believe in some? You, not that you do not believe in others, that means you do not obey some parts. 
you follow some path, you do not follow other paths. So this is another meaning of kufr. And the fifth meaning of kufr means bara'ah, to disown. If you disown someone or something, you have become kafir to it. Why? Because you have completely severed all connections. You have concealed, so to speak, all connections. And this is, uh, Imam salam mentions uh, the verse in Surah Mumtahina to, uh, as a witness for this meaning of kufr. You see how the Imam is teaching us. He is not just telling us these are the meanings of course. He says these are the meanings used in the Quran and these are the instances of it. Now, the, the first, fifth uh, meaning, the instance of kufr, kufrul bara'ah, wadhalika qawluhu azzawajal, yahki qawla Ibrahim. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reporting Ibrahim alayhi salam, kafarna bikum. وَبَدَا بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمُ الْعَدَاوَةُ وَالْبَغْضَاءُ أَبَدًا حَتَّى تُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَحْدَهِ Now Ibrahim and his followers said to their people, we disown you, we severe all connections with you. We are now enemies until you believe in God. Until this is a sort of tabarri. And if you do not uh, have this tabarri, you do not have this cough towards enemies of God. Now, some people have this cough towards God and towards the friends of God. And some people have this cough towards the enemies of God, as this is mentioned by uh, Ibrahim alayhi salam, kafar nabikum, we disown you. Between us and you has now come in uh, animosity because of your faith and our faith. Now, do not serve, uh, just bring in the question, uh, okay, what's the meaning of interfaith dialogue if we have uh, sort of animosity towards other faiths? What's uh, all these uh, talks about interfaith, understanding, tolerance? This is a different issue. We can, we can discuss this later on. If someone, someone head-on opposes, opposes the very belief in God, then that is something which we cannot, of course, tolerate in the sense that there would appear between us a separation. It doesn't mean that we go and fight, but we disown them. They disown us, we disown them. Okay, these are the five meanings of, uh, of the kufr which is mentioned are mentioned by Imam alayhi salam. So it's kufr as against iman. And Imam said there are two meanings for this. One, against those who completely deny the existence of God, or those who deny to worship God. This is two meanings of kufr against iman. The third meaning is kufr against shukr, against gratefulness. So it means ungratefulness. Then there is kufr Against, as in the meaning of disobedience, concealing the right of obedience, and then there is kof in terms of bara'a and disowning. Now, here three qualities are mentioned for kuffar, because what actually the people of paradise are saying is very uh, grave. 
when they ask for water and when they ask for something which Allah has provided them with, they say, Allah has made this unlawful. And this is, as we discussed, this is not al-hukm tashri this is hukm takwini It is impossible for you to be able to partake of these things. You cannot do it because in, in terms of creation, Allah has cut your relation with all these things. Okay, the three qualities... They took their deen for diversion and play. Now, two possible meanings uh, are mentioned for this First of all, there's a difference between lahw, diversion, and play. Lahw is, as it's translated here very correctly, whatever diverts you from your aim, from your destination. This is lahw. Now, uh, depending what is your aim, depending what is your destination, different things can become lahw for you. Lahw is different. Lahw or play is when you are uh, somehow preoccupied by things which have no real meaning in them. There is no real aim. The aim, the goal, the meaning is all just imaginational. You imagine there is something. Just like when the children play. One becomes auntie, one becomes mother, one becomes child. There is no aim in this. It's just imagination. And life is when you actually imagine that you are doing something in this world. Uh, Usually I'm faced with this question that when we go to paradise, what is the purpose of life there? Because everything is provided for you, you are absolutely in, at ease, you have no hardship, no difficulty. So what's the purpose? Why do you live? Now, the question comes because we think that what we are doing in this world are really purposeful. Most of the things that we do in this world are not purposeful. We think, we imagine that these are the purposes. I want to become rich, I want to become wealthy, I want to do this, I want to do that. It's all play. It's all lab. And what Allah is mentioning here that you take your path. Now, deen here is a general term. That means the path of your life. What path that you have to tread to go to your destination. As I said, there are two different possibilities for uh, he says, taking your, the, your religion as lahwan wala'iba, as play and diversion, means they allow anything they wish, they disallow anything they wish. That means they do not follow the true religion. They follow the imaginations that they have about halal and haram. This is one meaning. But Allah uses a very deep meaning. He, it says that deen is not something which is only specific to, pe- to religious people. Whether you are religious or you are not religious, you have a path in this world. And Allah has put you on this path to go towards him. 
whether you are kafir or mu'min, it doesn't make any difference. He has created you. Some of you become kafir, some of you become mu'min, but you have to go on this path. Now, this path, then some people or some creatures would like to stop you from this path or divert you. And then he brings as a witness the verse, those who stop others to tread on the path of Allah, and they wish it to be diverted. Now, here Allah says that deen is the path that we have to move along in this world. Some of us, they take this path very seriously. We think that there is a goal, there is an aim, there is a destination, there is purpose, there is meaning. And some of us just take it as a play, just take it as a diversion. We don't do anything real in this world. And this is what Allah says, this is a very deep meaning of kufr. And this meaning of kufr goes with the meaning of ungratefulness against shukr. That we have set your path, we have given you all the amenities and needs that you have to tread on this path, to come to perfection. Then you start playing around, diverting here and there. So these two are hand in hand. Why deception? of the world because you think that this world is the reality and there is nothing above it, beyond it. And when you think like that, you start to create purposes for yourself. And the purposes that you create for yourself is just lab, is play. And all these purposes and lab which you create for yourself is a lab, it diverts you from the path that Allah has set for you. So this is one meaning of kof. It's very deep. And it actually, we can just judge every person whether they are kafir in this sense or they are not kafir in this sense. Not, of course, uh, uh, kafir in the sense against faithfulness, but many of us, many of us have taken our past, our deen, deen here, as I said, not religiosity, not religion, but the path. Many of us have taken this deen as play and diversion. So this is one. Allah has forbidden this for kafirin. Who are the kafirin? First of all, they, are, they were ungrateful to the past. They took it for play, for diversion, and the life of the world deceived them. The pleasures of the world, the purposes of the world deceived them. What was, what was the outcome of this deception. The outcome of this deception is that they forgot that there is a destination. They forgot that they are on a journey. This is, of course, when we are on the arena of the judgment day, when the kuffar are in hell, the mu'minun are in paradise. And here Allah says, you, they forgot this meeting, this meeting of this yom, of this day. Now, of course, for forgetting, we know that people do not believe at all. Not that they forget, they do not believe at all. So forgetting here doesn't mean actually for, forgetting something. It means to abandon something, to leave something. And this is the, the meaning used for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because, of course, Allah never forgets. Here it says, today we forget them. 
فَالْيَوْمَنَنْسَاهُمْ Today we forget them. كَمَا نَسُوا لَغَاءَ يَوْمُهُمْ هَذَا The way they forgot their meeting with us today. So it means that today we abandon them the way they abandoned thinking about this day. And of course, one may say that does it befit Allah? Is it seemly for Allah to retaliate like this? Of course, in terms of human action, we say, yes, because you did that, I, that I do this. So does it befit Allah to say, Today we forget them, we abandon them, we forsake them, because they forsook thinking or giving any value to this destination meeting with us. Again, this is something creational. This is something which is related to creation of man. If you abandon, you will be abandoned. Not that Allah is doing this like human uh, sort of attitude and feeling. No. If you abandon something, you will be abandoned. Actually, it is you who have abandoned Allah, not Allah who has abandoned you. And this is a very deep meaning that Imam alayhi salam uh, mentions in the meaning of this verse when he was asked, what is the meaning of forgetfulness about Allah? The Lord never forgets. What is the meaning of this verse here which says Allah forgets them? And Imam alayhi salam says, it means as he, Allah explains in the other verse that we make them to forget themselves. They abandon themselves. Abandoning Allah is abandoning yourself because yourself is created to be attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So uh, because you have abandoned him, you have actually abandoned yourself. This is what the Imam mentions, uh, the verse in the Quran, that they forget Allah and Allah made them to forget themselves. If you forget, if you abandon yourself, you have abandoned all the pleasures of paradise because you, all those pleasures are somehow potentially put in you. Now you forget that, you forsake it, okay, you, are, you have forsaken it yourself. So, this is the second thing. means And the way they used to impugn our signs or reject our signs. So, you see what has happened here. They have committed kufr in the sense of jahat and disbelief. Denial. Denial with knowledge. They have committed kuf in the sense of ungratefulness. And they have committed kuf in the sense of abandoning what Allah had advised them. The three types of kuf they have uh, committed. What if some, per, some people, of course they have some, Degrees of kuf, but not as strong as what is explained here. Whether everything will be haram for them or some part will be not haram, I mean the, the pleasures of paradise, the, the provision of paradise. It depends. As we know that depending on the degree of faithlessness, 
people will come out of hell and will be able to partake from the provisions of paradise. So it depends on how much and how deep and how far you have abandoned Allah. Paradise is, as I have mentioned several times, paradise is neighborhood of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You abandon Allah, you abandon paradise. It is you who abandon it, not that Allah will not allow you to go in. You abandon it. And depending on the degree, um, the depth of this abandoning, that you have abandoned Allah, that means you have abandoned your own self, then you will be farther and farther away from all these. And this is the meaning of إِنَّ اللَّهَ حَرَّمَهُمَا عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ Allah has made this forbidden for kafirin. And then the following verse says, وَلَقَدْ جِئْنَاهُمْ بِكِتَابٍ فَصَّلْنَاهُ عَلَىٰ إِلْمٍ هُدًا وَرَحْمَةً لِقَوْمٍ يُؤْمِنُونَ Just I, I would like to mention one hadith uh, from Amir al-Mu'min alayhi salam Uh, in the meaning of this nisyan, forgetting, uh, he was asked, what is the meaning of Allah forgetting people? Because Allah never forgets anything. He says that, إِنَّهُ لَمْ يُثِبْهُمْ كَمَا يُثِبُ أَوْلِيَاءَهُ الَّذِينَ كَانُوا فِي دَارِ الدُّنْيَا He would not give things that he would give to his awliya. Uh, just like the way they were in Darul Dunya, they believed in prophets, so they received the grace of God. There, the disbelief means that they deprived themselves. And uh, then, in Arab language, when we say, Qad nasina fulanun, someone has forgotten us, of course, in our language as well, you have forgotten me. It doesn't mean that you have literally forgotten me from your memory. It means that you do not come to see me anymore. You do not ask about me. This is the meaning of you have forgotten me. And this meaning, Amir al says, is used about Allah. Uh, Imam al-Reza alayhi salam, Shaykh Saduq fi Uyun Akbar al-Reza mentions a hadith just about this verse, فَالْيَوْمَ نَنْسَاهُمْ كَمَا نَسُوا لِقَاءَ يَوْمِهِمْ هَذَا Today we forget them as they forgot the meeting of this day. He says, the meaning is, Imam Ali Salaam said, أَيْ نَتْرُكُهُمْ كَمَا تَرَكُ الْإِسْتِعْدَادِ لِلِقَاءَ يَوْمِهِمْ هَذَا We abandon them the way they abandoned preparing for this meeting. As, as I said, again, this is just a, a sort of creational process. Now, لَقَدْ جِئْنَاهُمْ بِكِتَابٍ فَصَّلْنَاهُ we have certainly brought them a book which we have elaborated with knowledge as a guidance and mercy for people who have faith. Now, of course, uh, why the verse is here? Because they didn't have any excuse for getting this day. They didn't have any excuse rejecting because I have provided them with a book with elaboration and detail. This is, there is a 
change of order here. And this book has come with a knowledge. This book is a miracle. And the Exodus say that this is actually uh, signifying the, uh, the miraculous nature of the Quran because this has come with the knowledge of God. And it is guidance and mercy for the people who have faith. Now, question. One question, and then we finish. Here it says, we gave them a book which is guidance and mercy for Mu'minun. And for this reason, they shouldn't have denied, they shouldn't have forgotten. Now, Kafirun may say that, well, you sent it for Mu'minun, not for us. If it was, was, if it was hudan wa rahmatun lil mu'mineen, we were kuffar. It was not for us. Now, here, of course, the book has come for everyone. However, again, it is you who turn it to hedaya, who turn it to rahmah. It's just everything in this world. Everything is provided for everyone. It is you who decide how to use it. With what approach use it? Bala comes, disease comes, famine comes, for example, calamities. It hits, strikes everyone, but it depends how you receive it. If you receive it with sabr, seeing it as a trial, then you change it into a blessing. If you receive it with a heavy heart, just complaining all the time, you change it, you turn it into a real spiritual calamity as well as a material calamity. So the way you take things are the way things are in this world. And the Book of God, the same thing. It has been sent for everyone, but mu'minun turn it into mercy and hidayah, into shafa'a. وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شَفَاعٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ This has come down for everyone, but mu'minun take it, turn it into shafa'a and rahma. وَمَا يَزِيدُ الْكَافِرِينَ إِلَّا خَسَارًا But the kafirun and zalimun just turn it into loss and harm for themselves. And then the following verse says, Are they waiting but for their ta'wil? Which is, of course, another very deep concept that we have to discuss, inshallah, next week. Thank you much indeed, Sheikh. Uh, it's a very difficult uh, topic to understand and discuss. But anyway, we <laughs> open the floor for discussion, anybody has any issues, uh, brothers, sisters, anybody wants to start off? Nizar? No? Yeah? Oh, yeah, there you are. First, first customer. There are voluntary questions and compulsory questions, yeah, yeah, yeah. you see. <laughs> you got it, you got it, <laughs> if you yeah. do not volunteer, then you are first to ask. Assalamualaikum, <laughs> Sheikh. Um, I... I I have difficulty in understanding those uh, five classification of kufr. Um, I understand this kufr not as a pronoun, uh, as an action. So in other words, it could be a Muslim, but it could still befit him in category two, three, four. Is yeah. that right in saying so? Yeah, of course, of course. So yes. we are not talking about kufr uh, as kafir. We are talking about a Muslim acting um, 
as kafir as well. This is the meaning as well. And this meaning is used about the faithful people in the Quran very much. For example, about Muslims who do not go to Hajj, Allah calls them kafir. And about Ahlul Kitab, they were of course mu'minun. But the Quran says, So, uh, yes, many categories of this, except the categories which comes in denial of God, which of course is for those who do not believe. The other categories, like ungratefulness, is also something which uh, includes mu'minun as well. Thank you. Uh, any sisters before we come to the brothers? Yeah. Continuing on this, I mean, so this 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 uh, surprises me and worries me equally. So, um, so in other words, all, all these um, uh, punishments or um, comments about the kafir in the Quran and the Hadith um, equally are attributable to Muslims as well, effectively. No, many of these punishments are, I mean, every punishment is related to one type of kufr. For example, Allah deprives a person of a ni'mah if they are not thankful, if they are kafir in that sense, ungratefulness. Or, for example, the punishment of hell is only for those who are in jahd and denial, or jahd and denial in the terms of disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But because we know that hell is only the place for kafirun, and we know that many faithful people will go to hell, including Muslims, maybe, of course, they will be included in Shafa'a later on, it means that, yes, many people who have faith are actually warned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to have that, that, those type of kufrs. Thank you. Sir Fred? Alaikum. Alaikum, sir. Uh, Shaykh, um, kufr also seems to have a positive meaning when Allah attributes it to Himself. Or you kafir anhum sayyatihim. That is, as I said, the literal meaning means to cover. And as I said, uh, the Quran uses, it, it uses kufr in literal meaning in Surah Hadid. Kuffar means farmers, zurra. So here, Allah, you kafir means covers their, conceals their sayyat. Yeah, that's the positive meaning of it. Any sisters? Any sisters? No? Riyad? Riyad? Assalamu alaikum, sir. Similar to the kufr meaning, having different meanings, uh, I think you just re uh, started another word, jahiliya, when you said... Jahd. Jahd. So can that also be all-encompassing in its meaning? Because is it particularly denial when you know the facts? Or is it that somebody doesn't know about Islam, so we, can we call him a jahil? Jahid. No, we can call him a jahil, but not a jahid. Jahid is someone who denies with knowledge. After they know, they deny. This is jahid. Jahil is totally different. Jahil a, means someone who doesn't have knowledge, yeah. So somebody who has never heard of the Quran yeah. and does not, uh, has not had any exposure to deen or any deen or any Islam or any... any or they religion. have negative exposures, like to nowadays. I mean, people have negative exposures towards Quran and Islam. We cannot call them Jahil, certainly. But, no, but we can call them Jahil. Yeah, of course, they are Jahil. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you much indeed, Sheikh. Any sisters? Sheikh, uh, so when we compare the um, Quranic definition of kufr and also when we uh, when you go to the fiqh side, they have an addition of uh, definition or explanation. It is that uh, kufr are, I know this is <laughs> all the common discussion, they are regarded as najas in the side from the angle of uh, the fiqh. So how does that come about? Is there an explanation given in the Quran? I know we have touched it a, little, a long time ago, but on a different uh, Way. Well, that's that's one aspect of uh, uh, sort of rulings regarding kuffar that they are regarded to be najis. Now, this najis, which is used in the Quran as well, of course, in the verse in Surah Tawbah, we have najis innam al mushrikuna najasun mushrikun or najis. Mostly the exodus say that this means a spiritual uh, sort of contamination, spiritual najasa. And uh, about the, uh, the physical najasa or impurity, we have to draw on traditions. We cannot prove it from the Quran. Most of the exodus have said that. And uh, of course, in traditions, in Shia traditions, usually Ahlul Kitab are discussed, not Kuffar generally. And about Ahlul Kitab, we have, of course, mixed opinion, mixed views. Some ulama say they are Tahir, some say they are not Tahir. Physically, we are not talking about the spiritual purity or impurity. And if we cannot prove that for Ahlul Kitab, it's very difficult to prove it for other types of Kuffar as well. So this is a fiqh issue. You have to follow your marja. It's nothing that, nothing that Quran can help you. No, but <laughs> trying to understand in the light of the Quran, inshallah. Uh, any sisters, brothers? Where is it? Manjur? You want to ask? Huh? Anybody? Huh? Thank you, Mahjid. Muhammad Wali, Muhammad. All our sisters, is there? No? Okay, thank you very much indeed. Muhammad Wali, Muhammad Salwat. Allahumma salam.